everybody, Ron Russell right here from PTC Ministries. Won't you come go with us today as we get into the Word? I believe the Lord is going to speak to your heart, and I'll come back and greet you at the end. So one's this morning, one's tonight, but I'm really saying which one do I need to do this morning? And I've all through worship, I've been saying, Lord, which direction do I go today? for this time and this season and uh, so I'm, I'm waiting for clarity this morning but I can tell you this the goodness of God is something that all of us can testify to and you know we know just a fraction of the things that he's done for us because how many knows that he goes before us and he has his angel take charge over us. So there is multitudes of things that he has done on our behalf that we have no ideal. But can I tell you, he's been faithful and he's been good this morning. I am going to uh, just do my best this morning to, to speak to your heart and to uh, hopefully encourage you as well as challenge you this morning. But... Uh, I guess I need to decide what I'm going to preach though, right? So I wish a big green light had just come on. So, but uh, I tell you what, I, it was so bad this morning that I gave the guys in the back, I gave them scriptures for both. And I said, I'll let you know when I get ready. So I'm still not ready at the moment, but uh, are you ready? You're ready with either one? All right. Sounds good. So uh, at least they're ready. So uh but uh, how many wants to hear a word from the Lord this morning? Not a, not a message, not a, but wants to hear a word from the Lord. And I, I believe that's, that's why sometimes uh, it, we labor so intensely because, you know, we can preach a message. We can, we can give you a few verses and scriptures and give you some principles and those types of things. But that's, that's not what we need today in the world in which we live. Uh, today, yes, we need principles and we need guides to, uh, to, according from the scripture to lead us by, but how many knows the world's in a mess this morning? If you haven't noticed that, and it's not getting any better, but it's intensifying quickly. We're watching nations over the last 48 hours just slip into civil war that is beyond our imagination. We find that in the last 24 hours or so uh, that all of our uh, representatives in our embassy in Sudan was uh, was removed because of the decline of the of the area. It's uh, in great violence, great disturbance uh, taking place, and we're finding that all of the activity that is going on, and I know that there's a lot of political motivation uh, in a lot of areas, but that which we're seeing Russia continue to do in Ukraine and other places, I can say this this morning without hesitation that Russia doesn't care at all about Ukraine, but they're just using Ukraine to get through because they have a bigger target, and that's Israel. And you have to realize that there's a lot of movement that's going, taking place. You find what China is doing and what they're talking about with Taiwan and other places. And you see the lack of leadership in the Western Hemisphere today. It's very detrimental. And I'll say this, the enemy is thinking of doing some things. But I've got good news this morning that there's some things that the spirit of Antichrist is trying to do right now that's premature. You missed a good place to shout right there, but God's not done yet, and God's not ready yet for some things to happen, so we, the church, are still here, and we have an assignment. 
Amen. So I'm not going to preach on the thought of the enemy this morning, but I think I will preach for a few moments. See, thank you, Lord. We're going to preach on the inheritance of my fathers this morning, if the Lord had helped me. So I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 21, 1 Kings chapter number 21. Very familiar passage of scripture. I'm going to ask you if you're able to stand for the reading of the word uh, in honor of it this morning, and we're just going to go after this thing and uh, let the familiar story not keep you from having ears to hear what God would speak to us today. Uh, but I want to just dive in this morning. And we find in 1 Kings chapter number 21, beginning in verse number 1, that we find that the word of the Lord says the following. And it come to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel hard by the place of Ahab king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him, for he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its anointing. And Lord, I ask that you would just anoint this vessel for the next few moments to speak your word today. Lord, we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord this morning. Our subject today for a few moments is this, the refusal to sell off that which has been given to us by our fathers. We know according to the word of the Lord that was given to Moses, it was unlawful for Naboth to accept the request of Ahab that we just read together. According to Leviticus chapter 25 and 23, it says, The land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine, for you are strangers and sojourners there with me. We also know according to Numbers chapter 36 verse number 7, so shall not the inheritance of the children of Israel remove from tribe to tribe. For every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. We also find a passage in Ezekiel 46 and verse number 18. Moreover, the prince shall not take of the people's inheritance by oppression to thrust them out of their possession, but he shall give his son's inheritance out of his own possession, that my people be not scattered every man from his possession." We know that what Ahab was asking for was unlawful and therefore it was something that had to be resisted. We find that Naboth had received his vineyard from his fathers. That which he had in his possession, he had not labored for, nor had he purchased it. Can I say to you today, there's some things you have this morning you haven't labored for. Some of the anointing that's in this house, you and I haven't labored for. You hear me? Our fathers have labored for them. 
Let me go on. Let me not preach yet. Let me lay a foundation. This vineyard that we read of in 1 Kings chapter 21, it had fallen to Naboth because he was the offspring of those that had been the original owners of it. Due to him being part of a specific lineage, he had now acquired that which had previously belonged to others. However, with this possession of this vineyard came the responsibility of dressing it, maintaining it, so that it could be passed on to the next generation. We see it appears that is exactly what Naboth had intended to do when someone else got their eyes fixed on that which was rightfully his. Ahab looked over and he saw the beauty of the vineyard. Your Bible says that he desired to possess that which did not lawfully belong to him. But you also have to remember that there was something else said in scriptures concerning this man Ahab. And that is this, that he did more evil to provoke the Lord than any man before him. Therefore, he was not concerned about being lawful. He was not concerned about keeping the law that was given. He was not concerned about being sensitive to the landmarks that had been established long before him. But therefore, he stood in a state of arrogance and said, that which I desire, I will have. He desired to possess it because he knew there was something there of value. Notice the purpose that he, why he stated that he wanted this vineyard. He said to Naboth, give me your vineyard. I'll give you something equal of value or even greater in value. But I need to take that vineyard and turn it into a herb garden for me. He realized that there was soil in that vineyard that was able to produce something. He realized that inside that vineyard there was something that had the ability to not just be beautiful, but it could produce something that he thought he needed in his life. Now stay with me for a few moments. When Ahab looked over and saw the beauty of it and he began to desire it, he desired to possess it because he knew that if he had it, it would produce something in his life. He knew it was unlawful to ask for it, but yet he did not care. But Ahab, in his egotistical mind, thought Naboth Naboth would cower down to him. I am the king. People do what I say, when I say, and how I say. He was not expecting there to be a resistance, but thank God for men such as Naboth that know the word of the Lord and that they know this, that his word is superior to the words of any man. Not only did he acknowledge, but he stood with boldness and he refused to sell that which he possessed. We find in our text today that he declared, I am forbidden, meaning this, I am prohibited from even entertaining what you're asking me to do. He simply understood that that which I have received has been purchased by another and therefore even though I'm the possessor of it, I am not the owner of it. I am the steward of it. Please hear me. 
I sincerely believe he understood this in such a manner that it caused there to be such a boldness that he realized his responsibility was not for a selfish motive, but his responsibility was I must take care of what is in my possession so that I can transition it to the offspring that God is going to bless me with in the future. This understanding and this level of appreciation for the vineyard changes everything in the moment because of the appreciation that Naboth had. He was willing to stand in the face of his adversary and say, I'm not careful to answer thee. Oh, if somebody today would appreciate the vineyard once again. Please hear me. He went as far as to say in verse number four, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. I need to tell you this morning simply this, those of us in this room as well as those that joining us by way of technology today, it's time for us to realize the value of our vineyard. It's time for us to realize it's unlawful for us to even engage in the thought process of selling off what we have been entrusted with in this season. I know in this modern era, in this modern day that we are living, we are witnessing men and women selling off partials of the vineyard, it seems, weekly. But I come to tell you today it's unlawful and it's unacceptable. I know Ahab is flexing his strength and the spirit of Jezebel is still trying to do what she's always done, manipulate those in the city of your vineyard and tell you uh, that you cannot resist. Uh, But I come to remind you that that which you and I have been given is not for sale. It is our vineyard that possesses the soil that causes the trees to grow, that produces what is needed in this hour. You say, what are we talking about this morning? When you begin to look at this passage of scripture and I begin to draw the parallels, I realize that Naboth has been entrusted, he has inherited a vineyard. and The vineyard has trees in it that is in good soil that is grown and tilled and taken care of and It produces the things that is required for there to be oil present in the land. Can I tell you this morning that what we have in our vineyard is that which will still produce oil. The enemy wants our vineyard because he simply knows this. If he gets our vineyard, then he can stop the flow of oil. But today I'm going to raise up a standard in this house this morning that may make some of you a little uncomfortable. But I want to declare to you today and every devil in hell, I want them to hear and I want them to listen very well. That we will not sell off the inheritance of our fathers. Salvation through the blood of Jesus is not for sale this morning. Freedom through the cross of Calvary is not for sale this morning. Deliverance through the sacrifice of the spotless lamb is not for sale this morning. Healing through the stripes that he bore at Pilate's Hall is not for sale this morning. Can I tell you, peace that passes all understanding that was bought and paid for when the crown of thorns was planted on his head is not for sale this morning. Joy unspeakable and full of glory is not for sale 
that was bought and paid for and was explanation point after it when the stone was rolled away very early in the morning on the first day of the week. Can I tell you this morning, uh, please listen uh, to the kingdom of darkness. Please hear these words from this preacher. Power and authority uh, that came down from heaven and set on 120 in an upper room in Acts chapter 2 is not for sale this morning. Oh, I'm about to preach this morning. I know there are those that think we can come into such new spiritual understanding and revelation that the vineyard really isn't that important. Uh, but I gotta tell somebody this morning uh, that there is not another possession out there uh, that comes close to the value uh, and the power and the authority of this vineyard. Uh, those that was before us uh, has witnessed its power uh, and its glory. Uh, and can I tell you, uh, we have a generation uh, that doesn't need a Bible story, uh, but they need to taste of the oil uh, that comes from the vineyard uh, that you and I have been given. Oh. You can hang your head, uh, you can turn your head, uh, you can blush red in the face and say, oh, I'm a little embarrassed, uh, but listen, uh, I am not embarrassed about the grandmas uh, and the grandpas uh, that was before us, uh, that was willing to stand with boldness and power uh, and say, I will defend this vineyard. In a world of political correctness, in a world where the church is living and dwelling in a black backslidden state, uh, can I tell you there is a remnant of God's people uh, that I believe is getting a Naboth anointing uh, that says we will not sell. Uh, it is forbidden for me to even entertain it. Uh, can I tell you uh, I'm not concerned about being political correct this morning. Uh, I'm not concerned about making you like me. Uh, I'm not concerned about tickling your ears. Uh, I'm not concerned about telling you uh, that you can still do the things of the world and make it to heaven. No, I'm gonna stand and decree and declare to you that this vineyard is holy, this vineyard is righteous, this vineyard is something that you gotta stand and fight for. Somebody needs to hear this word this morning. You can't sell it off. Help me Holy Ghost this morning. Ahab standing in front of some of you saying, I'll give you something better. Listen to this preacher. There isn't nothing better. Uh, maybe you don't need that. Maybe you just need this. No, listen. Uh, there is only one thing that's able to get you to a place of true freedom. Uh, it is still the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, can I tell you, uh, there is no other way. Uh, I know the world says there's many ways, uh, but I will tell you uh, that Jesus Christ is still the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and without him, uh, you and I will never experience life. Please hear me. Please hear me this morning. For those who are visiting, I'm not mad. I'm happy. I'm just mad at the devil. 
because I see him destroying men and women's life that has received an inheritance. Uh, can I tell you, you have an inheritance uh, where you're able to walk with power, uh, where you're able to walk with authority, uh, where you're able to walk with dominion, uh, where you're able to walk with joy and peace and rest. Uh, but now I see some of your lives and you're upside down, right side up is not even something you can even get in your head anymore because the enemy's lied to you. Uh, and he said, I'll give you this, so you gave him that. He said, I'll give you this, so you gave him that. Uh, and you look around right now and you don't have much of your vineyard left. But can I tell you, Nabal said, I refuse to sell because it's unlawful. I understand progression. But the moment that progression takes us away from the word of God, it's not progression. Hear me. You say, well, we're coming to a greater understanding. No, 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 no. You're coming to a place where the enemy's taking you into a different vineyard. And in that vineyard, there might be some wine, but it wasn't, it's not the true wine. It's not the true oil of God. There is a thing in scripture that tells us very clearly that there is a thing that would come in the latter days called a familiar spirit. Can I tell you today, if you're not careful, you're not entertaining the Holy Spirit, but you're entertaining a familiar spirit because you've got off track and you've sold part of your vineyard. But Nabal said, I'm not going to get caught up in that because I know what my father's had. Listen, you and I today find ourselves in a place that must be dealt with. I must tell you today that there's nothing that any other possesses that comes close to what's in this vineyard that you and I have been given through Jesus Christ our Lord. Those that was before us has witnessed the power and the comfort and the authority of this vineyard. Some of you in this room have experienced it as well. I refuse to hand to the next generation anything else other than this vineyard. Hear me. I know some say we don't need it. But please hear this preacher. This is the only vineyard that can dispel darkness. This vineyard is the source for the oil. I want to walk you through this very quickly. If there is no oil, there is no fire. If there is no fire, there is no light. And if there is no light, then there is a blanket of darkness. Let me pause there for a moment. Why is it that we see statistically that the condition of the Christian in America is just as dark as the statistics of those in the world. Why is it that we have just as many marriages fall apart? Why is it that we have our homes is so upside down like everybody else's? Why is it there's not a distinct difference between the man of God and the woman of God and the man and the woman of the world? Why is there so much similarity? Is it possible, I'm just asking, 
that we have a generation that has lost sight of the value of the vineyard. Because can I tell you today, if the oil is present, that means there's fire. And if there's fire, there's light. And if there's light, it means it's not a blanket of darkness. But today, we're seeing men and women. Please don't be offended by this. But we are so distraught as Christians. I just don't know if I'm going to make it. Everything's against me. Oh, everything I have is this and everything I have is that. Oh, woe is me. Oh, poor pitiful me. Get over yourself. Y'all so blessed. I'd like to say, come go with me for a few days. I'll take you to some places. I'll let you see some things. I'll let you sleep in some quarters. Uh, Listen, I'll I'll let you eat some things. I'll I'll let you live with some people in in some thatched roofs that don't have any clean water. I'll let you go down to the thing and get your water out of a mud puddle. And then you tell me how bad you've got it. God help us this morning. We're so spoiled. Don't even realize that we've got a vineyard. That we haven't bought, we haven't labored for, we haven't paid for it. But there was a generation before us and a generation before that and a generation before that and a generation before that that said, you know what, we're going to lay down our life for it so the next generation can have it. And now you and I have it and we're going to squander it uh, because we don't feel like it. Please hear me. I I, I love you this morning to tell you enough uh, that the inheritance of our fathers should never be on the table. But when you and I walk with the anointing and the power of God, we don't get distracted by petty garbage of the flesh. But we have and we know what our purpose is. Listen, Paul said it like this. I know what it is to be in abundance and I know what it is to have nothing. But also know this, that in the midst of all of it, God has been faithful. Uh, Can I tell you, no matter where you find yourself this morning, uh, God's going to be faithful. Please hear me. I know it makes people nervous when you start preaching like this, but please hear me. Uh, There is some things that's not negotiable. Don't you dare entertain the thought of selling what you have been given. Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. You want some rest? Don't sell the vineyard. You want some comfort? Don't sell the vineyard. You want some peace? Don't sell the vineyard. You want some joy? Don't sell the vineyard. Listen, I understand that there's opposition. But I also understand this, that somebody's got to fight for it. Somebody's got to take care of it. And listen, it may cost us everything, but if we do, it'll be preserved for the next generation. Please hear me. May I remind you of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 6. He simply says this, what, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? What he's really saying, don't you know that you're the vineyard? You're a place where the Spirit of God dwells, the Holy Spirit dwells. Listen, it's in this season you and I are the possessors of something wonderful. We have been called for this season and we have been handpicked by God himself for this very hour. But with that comes the responsibility of understanding that we've been given a vineyard. Now in this vineyard is everything that society needs. 
But may I be so bold to ask you this question this morning. Are the decisions you're currently making right now in your life, are they preserving and causing the vineyard to produce and flourish, or is it been unattended? See, I, I think about my father even up until he passed, the year before he passed. He'd always put out a garden every year. And I know how some of you put gardens. You are really excited about it at the beginning. But mid-season, I don't know if there's a garden there, if it's just weeds. But you go through, dig through your weeds and you'll find you a mater or you'll find you a potato. And you'll call that a garden. But I tell you this, my father's garden never looked like that. From the beginning to the end, until they pretty much took everything out. It was tilled, it was cared for, it was weeded. It was weeded when it didn't need to be weeded. It was weeded even when he didn't have the strength to weed it. He had weeded it when he shouldn't have weeded it because he understood the value of what was in it. Are you getting the picture this morning? He simply was saying this, on my watch, there's not going to be no weeds in my garden. Well, on my watch, there ain't going to be no weeds in my vineyard. Weeds of sin. Weeds of conformity. Y'all quiet this morning. Maybe I should have preached the other message. The vineyard is not for sale. Many men like Naboth have given themselves for the vineyard to remain so that you and I could possess it today. I know it may appear in certain areas that we're witnessing the destruction of it. But it is in this season, please hear me. That there is a prophetic arrival that is releasing a devastating blow to the spirit of Ahab and Jezebel today in this hour. There's much I could say about this thing this morning. For the sake of time, I'm not going to be able to. But notice with me, we have been entrusted with something very special. That which we have contains the ability, please hear me, to provide life, healing, deliverance, joy, Peace and power for a generation that has currently been overran by demonic influences to walk in a state of total freedom and release. But we have to make sure that it's in the condition for it to produce oil. As we stand, let us stand in boldness and power today in our lives. When it comes to this vineyard, how do we do that, preacher? By declaring the truth that Jesus is still the answer for all that may ail humanity. That which was, that which is in the vineyard, I should say, has not only sustained our fathers, but it propelled them to walk and live lives of victory. Time would fail us today if you and I would try to tell of all that has happened because of the existence of this vineyard and what it has produced throughout all the ages. I pray today that we have ears to hear that our victory and our freedom 
is still found in the inheritance of our fathers. We don't need a new spin on things. We just need a fresh reality and a fresh appreciation for what's in the vineyard. There is no value that can be put on what God has given us through his son, Christ Jesus. There's nothing that the world can produce that can come close to what we have been given. I need you to rest this morning in the knowledge that he has given us all that we have need of. This world will only experience the power and the beauty of this vineyard if you and I as men and women of faith decide to refuse to allow the enemy to possess it. I wish I could tell you this morning that it was all easy and without a price. I can't do that today. I'm going to be real with you I'm going to tell you the rest of the story of Naboth. It cost him everything. It cost his life. There has not been a time in recent history, please hear me. Brother RJ, if you want to help me and just play something softly, I appreciate it, my friend. There's not been a time in modern history quite like there is right now. And I began to think on this and pray on this. I began to look at the world stage and the acceleration of a lot of things happening abroad as well as here at home. How many knows it doesn't take long for your spirit to get disturbed when you start seeing what's taking place? We can talk about wars and Rumors of wars today. We can talk about poverty at an unparalleled state. We can talk about starvation, an unbelievable state of the world. We can talk about how we have witnessed nation after nation, and even this nation began to turn its face away from God and began to turn back to other things and here's the thing that we need to understand the United States is a nation much different than any other nation on the the planet today I think sometimes we forget this we are a nation of immigration always have been we all came from someplace. Now, I understand our founding fathers wanted to create a place for a freedom to worship. And those that arrived began to make God the God of this nation, and we celebrate that. But generation after generation... We continue to have immigration and immigration and we began to not run to the house of God, but we began to run to the house of idols. And we began to so discreetly 
as a nation, it began where we hit them in the earth, in our tent. But now it's escalated from that and now we have taken down steeples and we have put up half moons. and All of these immigrants have now began to revert back to their original identity from many different Mid-Eastern countries. And when they came, and I have no problem with them coming if they come in the right manner. What I have a problem with is when they come and they bring their gods with them. And then we don't protect the vineyard and we sell our vineyard and then we let our children begin to eat and drink of their vineyard. You hear this preacher this morning. And now we're in a state of spiritual war. Paul said, you're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Principalities and powers. Can I tell you? While there is a remnant of people in this nation like other nations that still has a heart for God, there's an overwhelming majority of people while they identify as Christian in this nation, they're not not following the one true God, but they are Christian in their points of view and they're bowing down to goddesses and all kinds of crazy things that's happening in an accelerated state. You say, how do you know that to be true? Can I tell you that over the last few days, even in Texas, something strange is happening with cattle. Multiple places they have found, please hear me. Just day before yesterday, I believe it was, they found six cattle. It's happened in multiple other places, but they found six cattle that had the whole side of its face cut away, had its tongue cut out, and there was no spill of blood. Also, they found some other cattle as well, not to be gruesome, but on the back end of it, cut everything else out. It's all for idol worship. We'll tell you something. They said, we don't know what's happening. There's no spilling of blood. There's no, I'm gonna tell you what's happening. Evil is building its temples. Man, I feel the witness of this thing this morning. We want to come in and we want to sing a song and we want somebody to rock us to sleep and tell us we're okay. I'm going to tell you something this morning. We're not okay. We're losing a generation. Because we don't value the inheritance of our fathers. This isn't about buildings for me. This isn't about anything. This is about souls. I'm going to tell you something. Yes, I've labored and I've worked nearly the last 25 years of my life and I don't regret any of it, but I'm going to tell you something. The blessing and the favor that's upon my life is not because of my labor, but it's because of the prayers and the labor of my father and my mother and the men and the women that served all along with them. And not only I, but you and I that's in this room, we are reaping the benefits of the vineyard of our fathers. Don't you ever forget it. But in the midst of everything, Ahab is looking over and says, I want that vineyard. We got a generation that doesn't value it, don't understand it. They don't understand the price that's been paid for it. Can I tell you the freedom that you and I have to go walk in out this door, get in our car and drive down and eat at your favorite restaurant? Not everybody in the world has that freedom. 
But there's a lot of men and women that spilled a lot of blood on the natural battlefield so that you and I can have it today. Don't spit in the face of freedom. America is a vineyard in one aspect. And I'm talking about that at the same time I'm talking about a spiritual vineyard that the church has as well. So please understand I'm talking about two things at the same time. But understand me this morning. There's a spirit that is always connected with Ahab. Ahab was married to Jezebel. You know the story. Everybody wants to talk about Jezebel as a seducing sexual spirit. That's only a very small sliver of Jezebel. But Jezebel is a manipulating spirit. And because of us not protecting our inheritance of the Father, now this may really blow your mind, but I'm going to say it anyway. I didn't know if I'd say it today, but I'm going to say it. But I'm tired of seeing men and women of God allow that a spirit of Jezebel to use you to manipulate what you want. Because it's not about you and I, but it's about Him. And some of you don't even realize that the spirit of Jezebel is trying to get on you and you're using it and you're allowing it to move upon you and it comes into your personal relationship, your work relationships. And listen, now I'm going to tell you, I understand. We get hung up on possession and oppression and all these types of things. All I know is this, that the enemy, if you will give him place, he will begin to move. That's why we're told to resist the devil. He always comes to try to make a visit you got to dispel him from your life. But Ahab has been saying, oh, oh, I want the vineyard, I want the vineyard. And we've had too many hirelings instead of shepherds in the platform in America, and we've gave them the vineyard. Then we wonder why our people are bound and in bondage. And Ahab... He was weeping and crying, said, Naboth won't give me his vineyard. He's refused. And Jezebel said, I'll take care of it. You can have it. And she began to manipulate and manipulate and manipulate. False accusations, all kinds of things, letters signed in the hand of the king. They took Naboth, set him before the people of the city, stoned him to death, cost him his life but he never sold the vineyard. You say, well, Ahab won. No. Because when Ahab went down, Jezebel said, hey, Naboth's dead. Go down and take possession of the vineyard. About the time he was walking down to the vineyard, all of a sudden the Lord woke up a prophet and said, I, I've got a new assignment for you. I need you to go down to Naboth's vineyard. Can I tell you, people knew about the vineyard. He said, I need you to go down to the vineyard because Ahab thinks he's going to possess something that doesn't belong to him. And I need you to go tell him that I have found him. The prophet didn't even have to say a word. When he got down there, when you read the text, you'll find this, that Ahab saw him. And he said, oh, has the Lord found me? He said, he has found you. I'm going to serve notice today. Ahab and Jezebel has been manipulating and methodically trying to take the vineyard in America. 
and it looks like there's some casualties and some death. But there's a prophetic anointing that's rising. And the voice of the Lord has been released and I sense this in my spirit today. I wish I could articulate it in the manner that I feel. But there's a boldness in my spirit today to stand and to tell the enemy today that what you thought you was going to possess in the year 2023, you're getting ready to be dispelled from because the Lord has awakened the prophetic and said, listen, that still belongs to Naboth and his lineage. I come to tell somebody this morning, this does not belong to the devil nor his kingdom, but the anointing and the power of God does not belong to another, but it belongs to the church of Jesus Christ. We will not back up, we will not shut up, we will not run away, but we will stand and say, we will protect the inheritance of our fathers. I refuse on my watch to let the United States of America be given over to goddesses and false idols. But I raise up a standard this morning and say that Jesus Christ is still Lord and this nation is still one nation under God. And we will proclaim that he is and he always will be our God. Remain standing this morning, if you would, please. I'm done. The inheritance of our fathers. You say, why do we need to fight for it? Why do we need to fight for it? Why do we need to protect it? Can I tell you, there's a world that's watching. There's a world that's searching. There's a world that's in need today. And this vineyard still has the ability to do everything that it's always done through every generation. On Monday of this week, I received messages and calls of the goodness and the power and the anointing of God of what took place in this house last Sunday. People saying, I'm healed, I'm delivered. God spoke to me, God ministered to me. Can I tell you, it had nothing to do with the preacher, but it had everything to do with the vineyard. Uh, because in the vineyard, uh, there's still some trees that's producing uh, what needs to be uh, present, and that is the oil of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this morning, uh, whether you're in this room or whether you're looking through a lens of a camera, can I tell you, uh, it's still the vineyard uh, that you need this morning. Uh, it's still the power and the anointing of God. Salvation healing, deliverance is still all flowing from the vineyard today. But this morning, this morning, can I tell you, with all of the love that's in me this morning, There is no room for compromise. Here's the thing. And this really began to resonate in my spirit, Brother Larry, over the last few days. I believe in the structure of God. I believe in the principles of God. 
under the law of Moses. If for some circumstance, possessions did transfer out of order or out of the cause of debt, those types of things, there was a remedy for that. There was a clear plan. They was instructed on how they was to take care of the land and protect the land. They was produced for six years. The seventh year it was supposed to rest and all of these types of things. And they were supposed to eat of the sixth year until the harvest of the eighth year. All these, however this was all in black and white. It was all divine order. But they said in the year of Jubilee, if anything has been taken and it's not in alignment with the lineage, then it would revert back to where it originally was supposed to be. Anybody remember that? I don't have time to go, go into it, but I'm going, I'm going to leave this with an explanation point. I'm going to tell you something. The enemy has done everything in the world to try to pull here and pull there and take this and take that. And this may not mean anything to you, but it means something to me, and I think it means something for this house. It's because when I was sitting alone in my office, spending and meditating on the Lord, he said, not only because you're trying to protect the inheritance of your fathers, he reminded me, he said, you're getting ready to come full circle, son. I said, what in the world do you mean I'm getting ready to come full circle? He said, you're getting ready. He said, you're just a few months away from your year of Jubilee, and I'm going to honor. I'm going to restore everything that the enemy's taken in this Whitewater Valley, and I'm going to bring it back to the church. Can I tell you, I've never been more excited about turning 50 than I have over the last 48 hours. Because can I tell you, I'm going to start my year of Jubilee knowing this, that in the spiritual realm, there's things coming back that the enemy has tried to take. What's that look like? What's that sound like? I'll tell you what it sounds like and what it looks like. It's revival fire. It's anointing. It's an awakening. It's a spiritual vibration that's going to go through this Whitewater Valley. Not because of a man. No, no, no. But because of the law of God that simply says, I will always honor my word. And in the cycle of Jubilee, there is always restoration. In the season of Jubilee, there's always increase. In the year of Jubilee, the enemy always has to Lent what he took unlawfully. You all might as well just get ready to shake some religious stuff off uh, because can I tell you, the Whitewater Valley uh, is getting ready to not just be a hotbed for revival, but it's getting ready to produce a wave and a fire of revival because can I tell you, uh, the vineyard's about to be purged uh, and it's about to produce oil uh, that is going to create a fire uh, that will begin to be an illuminating light uh, to the nation and to the nations of the world uh, because of the cycles of God. What I'm saying is this, it's time for you to fight for what you possess. Fight for your family, fight for your country, fight for your city, fight for your nation. Yes, 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 but fight for that which God says we can have. Victory, joy, peace, rest. Maybe this morning you're here today and you say, preacher, man, I need some stuff. 
The enemies took all kinds of things from my life. Can I tell you? You're in the presences of people that hasn't sold off the vineyard. And because they haven't sold off the vineyard, they're still able to be contacts that the Lord is using to help meet those needs this morning. What do you mean, preacher? It means you can pray the prayer of faith, ask what you will, and it shall be done. It means that where two or three are gathered together in his name, he's present in the midst. It means that when you call, he's faithful to answer. So this morning, the inheritance of our fathers. Oh, do you understand what you have in your possession? Do you understand? Really understand what God has given you, what He's given me. We have the ability to produce the one thing that can change the nations of the world. You say, how valuable is what we have? If I can flip you over to the natural realm just for a second, do you know why there's so much fighting in the, in the Middle East? You know why everybody wants to be there? Because of oil. Why does the enemy want to come and take the church? Why does he want to defeat you? Because he knows there's oil. Because if I get the oil, then I can get the, I can get the fire and I can get the light and I can bring my blanket of darkness, but not on our watch. No darkness here. No defeat here. No discouragement here. God is good. He is faithful. He's still saving. He's still healing. He's still delivering. He's still setting free. He can meet your need right where you are this morning because he's still a good, good father. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed just for a moment, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Oh, I thank you for the vineyard. Oh, I thank you for the vineyard. I thank you, Lord, for all of the miracles, all of the provision. Lord, I thank you for all of the blessings of yesterdays. Lord, I thank you for the anointings that our fathers walked in and our mothers walked in. Oh, I thank you for the visitations. Lord, I thank you. Oh, I thank you for the power and the anointings that they walked with and served under. Lord, I thank you for the awakenings and the revivals. But Lord, I'm also thankful that they fought for it and they passed it on to this generation and that those same attributes are still present in the vineyard. So today, Lord, under the sound of our voice, I know that there's needs. Lord, I know that there's those that may need to rededicate their life or maybe surrender their life for the first time. Maybe there's those that's in our, under our voice today that is just discouraged and feels overwhelmed. Maybe there's those today that needs a miracle in their body, in their finances, in their homes. Maybe there's those that just need a mental, spiritual touch. 
Lord, you know those needs. But Lord, we know this, that in the vineyard, every one of those needs can be met. So today, Father, in the next few moments, we're asking for you and the Holy Ghost to have their way in this room and begin to minister to hearts in this sanctuary today. Oh God, I pray right now against any distracting spirit that would try to get us to be in a hurry. But for the next few moments, Lord, we put our focus on you. Lord, with every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment, if you're under the sound of my voice right now and you say, I need God to do something in my life, I'm not going to ask you what it is, but you say, I need, to, I need to rededicate my life or I need God to do something in my life or I'm believing for God to do something in my life, I want you to lift your hand and put it right back down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands all over this room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to hearts this morning. Saints of God, I want you to begin to pray for those hands that was lifted right now. Just want you to begin to pray. Because in this vineyard, there's the anointing to meet every one of those needs. And as they get ready to minister in song right now, if you lifted your hand, I'm going to ask you to step from your seat and come and join me in the front of this building. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for you. This is not a place of weakness. This is a place of strength, as we always say. But if you want to rededicate your life, or if you just need God to touch you this morning, you say, I need him, I need him, I need him. Hallelujah. Won't you come this morning? Just come right around the front of this building. We're going to pray together this morning. As they come, as they come. God bless my buddy this morning. Everybody, I hope that you have enjoyed your time with us today. I sincerely believe the Lord is taking his word and is touching hearts and lives in this very season. I believe that you're one of those. And we encourage you to continue to join us uh, on these platforms. But today, before we say goodbye to you, until the next time, I'd just like to take a moment and pray a blessing over you. And uh, I hope that if there's some things going on in your life that in this season, you'll simply do what the word of the Lord says. Just trust in him. The Bible tells us, taste and see, and you know that he'll be good. So today, I just pray blessings over you. I pray blessings over your family. And if you have yet to surrender your life to the Lord, there is no time like the present to do so. So God bless you today.